Oh, yeah. I did not say. <laughs> I did not put my finger in his face. Yeah. I didn't call to him Oscar? a racist. I didn't call him a racist. <laughs> Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the sweat box. Actually, we new and moved, improved sweat box. New yeah. and improved sweat box. It's a new oh, name. It is hotter in here, yeah, than it, than it <laughs> was down is, there. Definitely my, yeah. We're in the garage. Yeah. It's sweating. <laughs> Shane Forster. John Miles. Colby Peterson. On today's episode... The sound we already talk- sounds better. Right. I'll just say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it You're does. Gonna address the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> On today's show, we recap the primary county... Um, primary Weber County election results with Kingmaker. Uh, we talk ethics of Weber County Republicans. Really, is there any? Uh, and we'll give some. We'll give you some pinkies up, some thumbs down. We'll go over the events going on in O-Town, going on in Ogden. Uh, but first, what's up with you guys? So I was sick last week. Uh, I don't know. Were why you I really? Had, were you done? I, I thought that I, was I, just some shit gone? you said. No, no, no. I was seriously. I had strep. I almost died. Oh, man. Yeah. It was the worst. That's yeah, I said I'd bring you, you food, too man. Much. Yeah, you did. I, I, I was like dead to the world, though. Not to I, make light you of that. all your uh, people that listen that their your family did die from sickness this week. Yeah, oh, you insensitive right. bastard. Yeah. Like if Oregon you Trail die, or you know, like for real? Hats off to you for... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I've just been getting over that uh, terrible bug. But I recently discovered I was afflicted with an illness. Here the illness go. of cynicism. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's hear it. You know, I I was just Wait, you were already pretty uh, Yeah. You were you were you know, jaded. I would say you okay, were jaded, let's right? Let's right. What is wrong with you right now the it's last couple something, weeks? It's something. You know what? I'm a new man. Nothing wrong with me anymore. <laughs> yeah. This is or all like, code for all, John got yeah. laid. <laughs> like, I'm like, feeling that's all this means, dude. Terrific like, today. That's all this means. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got Did you like visualize it and pull it out and say be gone? I just let it go. But it was more like I just set it free, man. Just set it free like a butterfly, and here I am. <laughs> I'm glad happy to, and I'm bright. I'm glad to have the real John back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I happy. real gets air quotes I'm happy out. to the see real all of John. you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. No, look at him I'm smiling. happy to hear no, no, your opinions. He's... This is the most he's given us in the yeah. last few months. That's yeah. right. That's of fair. like what he's yep. been doing. Hey, yep. I'm happy to share. That's true. I'm happy to receive you guys. Let's go. I feel like this is the start of a new religion. <laughs> John's going to be like a pastor. Yeah. I'll go to John's church. I'll go to John's church. And if you want to join, no. this, is how, this is how it starts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kobe, what have you been doing? Uh, so I had some bad luck with my car this week. Um, I my boy the new got one. Uh, yeah, so my boy got really sick at school. I had to go pick him up on Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember which day. And on the way back, um, my serpentine belt broke along with uh, my air conditioning belt. They bo- Both of the, bo- the belts broke. And I was like, oh, man. So I pulled over. Um, I was able to replace the belts. And then the water pump was, like, freaking out. And I was like, oh, man. So finally I fixed the uh, water pump on Saturday, got that all replaced. But it's kind of an ordeal this week. A lot of car repairs, but I got a shiny new water pump in there and watched a lot of how to repair BMW videos. <laughs> so, nice. So yeah. A lot you, of YouTube you're videos. like getting to know your car. Yeah. I, mean, I love that. Fairly process. intimately. Yeah. I mean, now I can get back to the other things that I need to fix. 
instead of the the acute things that keep it from driving. But oh man, <laughs> I can't do that kind of stuff. Um, Easy, man. Shane, what did you do? I didn't do much. You set up this beautiful garage yeah. studio. But yeah, I did do that. I did that. It's gonna be nicer next week. It's perfect right yeah. now. We, Dude, John's got. I noticed more, more American flags. I think. Yeah, yeah. it feels very pa- like yeah. too patriotic. I got a metal one that we spray. We made. It's amazing. Um, I went to a wedding in Huntsville yesterday. We got the like, whiteboard. We should use the whiteboard during uh, the the balloon festival. Yeah, this weekend, so it was last it? night. Oh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't that bad. I mean, what? the balloon festival not that bad. Hold on, no, the a, traffic. The traffic. Oh, heard. okay, gotcha. So the the yeah the balloon festival. I went to it about ten years ago. I love the balloon. Got festival. stuck in about four or five hours of traffic. Right, and I've never been back. Wow, it made the papers. Hard. Everybody was upset about it. Like mm. I think they fixed it now. How did they build a new? I road? don't know. I don't know. We kind of stayed away from that area. Tried to. But um, they fixed it by having people watch the balloons from we other drove parts through, of the valley. Somehow we drove right through it, and I don't know. There wasn't bumper to bumper traffic, and huh? Maybe, maybe nobody, they just closed down all the stop signs. Maybe nobody. That would be the way anymore. to do it. Uh, Probably nobody goes anymore. I, I don't know about people that. People go. I haven't gone though. But it sounds cool. You know, as long yeah, as we're on the topic, five hundred dollars for two people for a hot air balloon ride. Too much. Whoa, is that what it costs? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, I feel like that's pretty that's too good. No, no? That's too much. Two fifty per person. Like how I long don't do know. you get to go? And how high do you get to go? And are there snacks that you can bring? <laughs> <laughs> like do they provide the snacks? Those are you? fair questions, they but better. I still don't know if two fifty I mean five hundred dollars or two. Do you guys people. know there's like a hot air balloon like circuit or like a they travel and they end in Albuquerque. Around the world in 80 days. The chipmunks did it. No, no, you're a liar. You're making that up. You're making that up. <laughs> no. You're making that up. I watch it all the time. Yes. <laughs> I really don't believe you. So a year from like next weekend or the weekend after, my cousin's getting married in Albuquerque and it's during the balloon festival, I think. Oh. So I'm going to go to the Albuquerque one next year. That's cool. So do they just have like, um, what do they call them? Carnies? They just travel to? I, I don't know if they're carnies. It's probably mm. a bunch of fairly wealthy guys that are into ballooning that just they're balloon carnies man oh you're just God. fantasizing them just, just romanticizing them. ballooning oh that's not i don't i think no. that's already an internet term is you balloonies so yeah just guys getting together they start they do some ballooning on the side yeah dan, dan can we keep it clean <laughs> just some traveling <laughs> we were talking about hot air balloons actually my mind went to heroin so whatever <laughs> <laughs> like that's what he's like oh the ballooning okay okay cool the mule all over <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> Okay, so this week we're talking about Weber County Democrats, or dumb, sorry, Weber County Republicans, Code of Ethics. Uh, there was a story in the Standard about James Ebert. Do you all remember James Ebert? <coughs> yeah. Former county the, commissioner, got primaried out. Former county commissioner, got primaried out. So he wasn't good. And when, He wasn't conservative enough, I guess, or whatever they decide over there on that side. Did, did people like him? I think, I think Gage Frower decided he wanted to be on the commission. Maybe to have a little more power than he had, well, a little more local so power. So gauge primary amount, just yes, yep. yes. recently. Oh damn! Yeah. Was yeah. In, okay. What was it, John? Is it April, May? No, 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 no. The primary was like June last year. Oh, it was probably June. You're right. But if was it? Was if it you've close? heard James's name before, I can't remember it's. It might be from the county commission, but it also might be from because I actually I, the only reason I I knew this name was from. Um, the Boys and Girls Club, because he yeah. is now the executive director of April the Boys and Girls of this year, I think Correct, it was. Correct, sir. So I, basically, it seems like what happens is right before he got that job at the Boys and Girls Club, yes. then he took a quick job down at the Rich County Sheriff, or up, up at the Rich County Sheriff's Office. Up by uh, Bear Lake area, right. kind of raspberry day stuff. 
So and 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 from what he says, he takes this job thinking it's going to be something cool. Uh, doesn't really turn into what he thinks it's going to be, and then he hears about the Boys and Girls Club, and so he goes over there. Two weeks is all after after just two weeks on yep. the job at Rich. Two County. weeks on the job at Rich, and now. So the the I guess maybe the controversy would be that him spending that two weeks made him qualify for basically law enforcement officer retirement package rather than civilian retirement package which means there's an earlier because what age he, because what he was doing for rich so county. he got so he, he got what the he did earlier rich county is he did the um he was the jailer, he works at the jail. dispatcher jailer right. that's why that's where that uh comes into play and we should pension. mention he'd been a law enforcement officer for 23 years In then River, he gets elected Riverdale city okay right so then it, he gets elected hang on he gets elected to the county commission and is a commissioner for four or eight years i don't know four four years um, and then he retires, and so retiring with that, well, he didn't retire, but he left that job. And had he retired with that position, he would have received that kind of retirement package as a, a county employee. Which received. he would have been penalized because he is only fifty-two years old. So he probably wouldn't even have taken that pension. He, no, he probably would have held on it and waited the years. But now that he took this two-week job, he got to retire early, and now on his new job, he's double dipping. Yeah, so so this this is the way the system works. Like like right. John explained, there are two tiers. There are the the tier for law enforcement officials because the job is tougher, uh, more dangerous than say a normal. Um, John used the word civilian, but I would just say like you know just regular folks who work for a, a county, county government or a yeah. state government entity. Yeah. So if you work in the law enforcement side after twenty years, you qualify for a full benefit, but which he qualified for before joining the commission. But once he joined the commission, now he's on the the normal government employee. government employee track, which you can't retire until you're 65. So he would have had to take an early retirement and, because he's only 52 and would have had to take a payout because that was his most recent job. Right. But the controversy lies in him going up to Rich County. He said he was trying to get a job, but that job apparently didn't work out. So after two weeks... He quits and then comes back down to Weaver County and gets the, the Boys and Girls Club job. Right. But since he worked in law enforcement for those two weeks, now that's the last public service job that he had. And he had the years within the the law enforcement retirement to retire. So by taking that job for that short period, two weeks, he now gets back up to the yeah. law enforcement levels, which means he can take a full payout instead of taking a penalty on a on a early retirement yeah. through the the state employee system. Well, and yeah, that's the controversy. It, it would have been a huge penalty. He wouldn't have taken it. Well, he, uh, he wouldn't have took the the early retirement. He just would have taken the other job, waited the years, and then pulled his pension. Well, right. That's the you thing know, is you know, maybe we lucked out by not having James Ebert as a county employee anymore. We right. Got so, so now the tax rates are so, for his retirement, right? So, so the big, the big <laughs> well, no, is, is we need they to, still are. We need to close oh, that oh, loophole. Oh. <laughs> but he's not a county employee. He's someone else's problem is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and all of this on top of what we talked about back in March, I believe, or February, I can't remember which, well, uh, where we talked about there was a sort of like a golden parachute if you were an elected official in Weber County, and they were you know making all these payouts. Oh, James right, Ebert right, took right. it. Uh, sheriff, former Sheriff Terry Thompson took it, and uh -huh. then the commission changed the rules so that you can no longer do that. Except for you can for the next like seven years, right? No, I think that they it's, shortened it from that even. Well, okay, but it's still the next three. So any of the guys that are getting in there now can. But pull Ebert on that. still right. Anybody who's in office now can get it. But if you took office after, right. Uh, 
January 31st, 2018, I believe, you no longer right qualify after, for that benefit. After they pass so the Chris Allred would qualify for that benefit. Ricky Hatch would qualify for that benefit. Right. Um, 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 other Jim Harvey, Harvey would yeah. qualify for that benefit. Uh, basically, anybody who's an elected official in the county. Jenkins. Uh, no, he would not because he just came onto the commission. Okay. Yeah, after the rule was passed. I thought it was okay. I and see, they were part of the guys that made the rule. See no. that? No, they were not. So now I'm con- when you were talking about it a minute ago, when That's you were on saying top of all this, he had served the years as the law enforcement officer. He'd done 23 years. 23 I think years he said. with Riverdale City. So like that, then I'm like, okay, he, maybe he kind of takes advantage of a loophole to get this retirement that he did already earn. Um, but yeah, you talk about this payout that that goes to Weber County employees that he did. Weber take. County elected officials, not even employees. Yeah, yeah. elected officials. Yeah, good point. So it's like. Um, he kind of needs to choose. If he wants to be ethical in this situation, you either take that retirement package from the Weber County that includes that big payout for your health insurance benefits, or you take the law enforcement officer retirement package that lets you retire at 20 years, but you don't take both. Yeah, and that's that's a point that is made mm, very, very clearly. That in, means he wouldn't get any it's money. It's like a 20-year and 55. You can't just be 40 and pull that now, like like in the olden days, right? Oh, like uh, now, now you got to be a certain age. Like I'm, I don't pr- know. I'm pretty sure. Like because they, I, I mean, I know that they get pretty lenient with law enforcement officers because right. they try to just twenty years as a cop mm-hmm. is a lot. Well, one of the, I mean, go look at a Weber, go look at a UHP pension. It's the most garbage, pathetic thing you've ever seen in your life. Mm. It's not good. Mm. Oh my god, it is like awful. You get fifty percent after twenty years. Oh, twenty five years you get like. The max it is is like sixty five percent, and that's after twenty five years, and that's it. Like they start at a crazy low wage. So I mean, hmm. so I, I think that the uh, article in the Standard, written by <laughs> Tim Vandenack, points out is that none of this was illegal, right? Like, so that's that's a point to be made. Like everything he did was completely legal, and he was very, you know, very careful to make sure that that was the case. So, you know, no, I guess like like Shane has already said, like. Not necessarily fault on James Ebert. He took advantage of of a particular loophole in the system to get yeah. back up to a particular level. Right. Like if you that see that opportunity in front of you, do you take? Are you kind of are foolish not to take, take it? Yeah. Yeah. It's the law. It's legal. And yeah. And so Fawson, who's the guy? Fawson. Fawson. Fawson, former House District Seven yeah. representative, so, State House representative. So Wait, is he in, still here? In no, he, no, his wife he got isn't. a job somewhere <laughs> so else. Weird. So in 2018, he tried to pass. <laughs> he just pops up on Facebook every once in a while to give his opinions about. Well, as a former insider, let me tell you what I think. Yeah. So he he had legislation in 2018 that would require um, you have to be covered by your most recent, like in the last six Employer. months. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe uh, that, what's that, his name would have got a. Well, wait. He would have got I mean, away most with it recent, anyway, right? But is it most? It does yeah. it define most that goes recent? Back to the is guy it with like the you have? To, yeah. Like a lot, most government agencies that I know of, it'll be like you have to hold that position for a year, maybe, or I mean, at least like you yeah. know, a couple pay periods, a quarter. I don't know, but for somebody to be able to do it for two weeks or for like five days, didn't we say that? Five um, days is what yeah, that so guy Bell, Matt Bell, Matt yeah, Bell, yeah. former Republican County Commissioner, Weber County Republican Party Chair, former Weber County Commissioner. Mm-hmm. So what Matt former Bell did House was- District Ten candidate. He he worked at the sheriff's office, Jeez. Weber County Sheriff's Office, for 16 years. Then he was elected to the county commission. His four years on the commission took him to that 20 years. And then when he was done, in order to retire once again as a law enforcement, at the, at the, at the law enforcement, the public safety pension level, he went back and worked for the county for five days yeah. and then retired. 
Yeah. So that was there was some acrimony around that, and now it's happened again. With and James this is Eber where in a, in a, in a it starts to loophole. seem a little bit fishy that we have county commissioners who are taking advantage of similar loopholes. It's almost like the people who are involved in government you know, know how to get why? money out it of it. Kind of makes it worth that it to like run for be. those jobs. So here's here's an added uh. foil to this particular case uh, with James Ebert. Tim Vandenack writes, for instance, Ebert could use the higher wage he earned as county commissioner compared to his police salary in calculating his public safety pension yeah. per URS guidelines. Even so, URS officials say the complex formulas they use to calculate pensions aim to offset such potential advantages. Now, as ah. a county commissioner, he made what, like 150 grand a year? Yeah, yeah. About a lot rest? more than some county sheriff's office. Right. Like, so as a police officer in... In Riverdale City, I guarantee he's never going to make 150 grand a year, right? Like, right. so what he's saying, what what Tim Vandenack writes here is that Ebert could use that h- much higher wage as his, you know, quote unquote mm-hmm. salary, even though he never actually made that on the force, right? And submit that to the Utah retirement system, and say, yeah, this is what it was. And so, like you're talking about, Shane, when there's a percentage of what you were making, if that's how they yeah. do it, they say that it's a, it's much more complex than that. Well, it was legal. It was completely legal. Was it completely. ethical? That's what I'm struggling with because I, like, for example, I know about employees who they know that their highest three-year salary are going to get aggregated to determine their pension. And so they do whatever they can to get that highest salary. And in a way, I mean, that's so, just, so that's like done across the board. Like crazy for three years and then you're sure. just going to sit. sit right, back. right. Or just in your last two years, go yeah. find some high-paying job that is not like what you did the rest of the time, but you know. Like, like people do that stuff all the time. That is not uncommon. So in a way, a person abiding by the rules that are laid out to them, he, I can I can understand that. I feel like I probably would do the same. He, he did nothing wrong. But as a taxpayer, we need to close, close the loophole. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I think, yeah, that's the action on this one in particular is Justin Fawson, who I has no, no love lost between me and that guy. I have huge beef with him. Justin Faustin is like a ghost haunting Weber County politics. He is. Call an exorcist. <laughs> Call an exorcist. <laughs> like, just live in North Carolina and yeah. shut up. We've got to kick him out of the Facebook groups. Yeah. He's down there People need to unfriend gays. him. That's a good call to action. Big gay hater down there in North Carolina. Is he really? Yeah. Encourage your government officials to unfriend Justin Faustin. <laughs> You're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I think the action here is, okay, so this happened, and, you know, to Faustin's credit, as, as much as I'm willing to give him, he did try and fix this problem last year, and the bill didn't pass in the state legislature. So the action is talk to your state reps and say, hey, especially here in Weber County, and say, hey, this is an issue with the Utah retirement system. Like, this is something that could you know, fix a statewide problem. Or take the job. Okay, I'll be a Republican. Shane Don't. Do no. not. <laughs> do not. Trust me, that is no fun. Because if you're in a Republican primary, you are trying to appeal to the most conservative of the Republicans. I don't think I can do it. Fuck no, I don't. You you're, think you could right. do that? Yeah, you, I don't you know. Spent, you'd have to, you'd have you to sell spent, your soul pretty hard. Give me I just 15 seconds of diehard Republican. Ready, set, go. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, we don't need any of those Dems <laughs> and the Ocasio-Cortez. They want to kill all your cows. They don't want any of your cows around. They want to take all your trucks away. They want us all just driving everywhere to New York because we don't want it planes. You got to yeah. get rid of them. You'd have to listen to them. Dude, it agree so, with that it's shit. It's so minutes. sad that that works. Like yeah. none of that was true. <laughs> <laughs> and like I can see him get like, Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like, this guy gets it. That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah. And I'm brother. just like, holy. No, all of that is what I've heard. I know. It, I mean, that, people think that's true. None of it's yeah, true. Oh my god. But 
You're giving those guys. But to wrap this up, too much time. The action is <laughs> talk to your legislator and say, "Hey, this is a problem in Weber County. We want to see it fixed." And so please do. And uh, go to your county commission meeting and just shame those motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, you can't shame them because they're not they're not the ones. Shame those. I mean, motherfuckers. To, Gage Froer has been super against this. Fine, Colby. Sorry. With your man, you gotta logic. rain on John's parade. I'm just saying. Hey, don't go hassle him about something else. I am else, saving friends. you from looking like a fool. That's Peace all I'm and love. Doing. Hey, should we bring in Oscar? Yeah, let's bring in Oscar. Yeah. So we're going to take a break and coming right back, uh, we'll be talking to you. So, so, uh, guest on the show today, to recap the primary elections for Weber County, the one, the only, Kingmaker, Oscar Mata. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Do you you like that hard T on Mata? I pronounce it like Mata. Mata. Yeah, my dad always... Uh, sorry, about yeah, it. I didn't mean to like not on the tangent. So, so tell us a little bit about what what happened. So, what, give us a summary of uh, what, what was the damage and what was the. Uh, I thought overall it was a good night for Weber County Democrats. Um, I like where this is going. You know the the Democrats that uh, were in uh, were in the primary. We had four of the five uh, move on to to November. The one that did not was Michael Anaya, um, but Democrats especially had a good night on the west side. We had uh, Nina Morris have a great performance in West Haven, and we had uh, incumbent Councilman Dave Tafoya and uh, new candidate uh, Trina Favero move on in Roy, so there's going to be two Democrats on the Roy city ballot. Mm. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. That, that first is that like a first in a long time, or uh, Dave? Dave has really been the only real Democrat on the uh, council. We did have the mayor's seat uh, with uh, with Willard Cragen, and so I mean, it's just nice to have two uh, two Democrats on the ballot in Roy and three Democrats on the west side. We also, you know, the big race, Angel Castillo for Ogden mayor. Um, she ended up going to the November election, and she nice. was only uh, 15 points behind uh, the incumbent mayor, Mike Caldwell. Really? So I think we're going to have a real race um, happening in uh, in November. Right. So uh, we went to the mayor, <clears throat> the second mayor, mayoral debate. Uh, she seemed very prepared for the run. She she kind of talked a little bit though after how her strategy at the point at that point was to. Uh, really, she was just kind of running against Tabish. So, do you have any insight about what uh, what she's got to do now to focus on Caldwell? Right? Does she go against his record? Does she say, you know, I'm I'm the new person and, and we need changes? What is she? What is uh, what? What's her plan there? Do you know? Yeah. So I, you know, uh, I haven't sat down with her yet. We haven't really uh, formulated a plan moving into November. But the big indicator for us to show that Caldwell's vulnerable is Caldwell got 45%. You never want to be an incumbent in the primary under 50%. That meant the majority of people voted for a new mayor. You know, when you look at Angel, uh, she ended up getting uh, just under 30%. And then you look at John Thompson, who got 5%. And John Thompson, <laughs> that guy was you know, wild. Those those five percent people, those are the people that vote for John Thompson every year, and they're, you know, I would say probably anti-establishment voters. 
voting against the grain, and I think those voters go to Angel. Are they Angel voters or are they no-show voters? I think they're Angel voters. Or non-voters. If they're voting in the primaries, they're going to vote in the election. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think they're Angel voters. And so if you look at that, then the race is really a 10-point gap between Angel and Caldwell. Now the question is, will Tabish voters jump over to Caldwell. Uh, Angel or will they stick with the devil they know and stick it out with Mike for four years? I was texting quite a few people last night, including a friend of mine that's really involved in the Mike Caldwell campaign. And so I asked her if I could quote her text on the podcast and she said yes. You know, I, I just asked her, I said, you know, what do you think of the results? And she said, uh, tonight's results are a wake-up call that we are in trouble. Tabish voters are anti-Mike and any warm body besides Mike. They will pull together behind Angel not because they love her, but because they absolutely motherfucking loathe Mark Johnson and will do anything to strip him from his power. Also, and this is a big deal, Angel is out hustling the shit out of Mike six ways till Sunday, and it showed tonight. Um, so I think the Caldwell campaign realizes that, because, uh, I mean, I, I would say in the primary, Tabish was the most aggressive against Mike Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very anti, you know, he said economic development uh, isn't doing enough. Safety is a real issue. I mean, he really went after Mike directly. And so I think a lot of his voters are going to translate to Angel voters because they are not happy with the direction the city is going. And so Angel, what she has to do is she has to get those Tabish voters. And the question is, does Angel have to start going negative like Tabish did, which I think the answer is probably yes. Yeah, I mean, you think so? I, I mean, Ogden I, City, I eight years ago, you're like, it is on the rise. It is happening, right? But it, it feels stagnant. The last five, six years. Well, I don't know if I agree. The they talked about that. They said uh, at one point, 10 years ago, Ogden was, uh, it was Salt Lake number one. Ogden was number two city in, in Utah. Now we've fallen down to seventh. It was crazy. population wise. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah and, and so it was like, it was, it was definitely uh, a, an issue that was brought into the debate was where are we going because we feel like we're not. Yeah. We're not moving forward at all. If you look around and you ask yourself, what is the signature Mike Caldwell accomplishment? What is it? Nobody knows. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Like, I don't Isn't know. Junction City? Or the, no, jun- the Junction? No, no, the Junction was... Godfrey. That was Godfrey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so... And no, shit. I, I wouldn't say that he hasn't done nothing, but, like, I look around for the thing, and I, and I can't necessarily find no. the thing. The schools are garbage, right? When I'm moving here, my kids are not going to these schools, right? Nobody moves to my area with kids and goes... Oh, this is all right. Good luck, kids. So, what's he doing about that? Oh, we we don't have the money, right? We uh, don't have the money for the sidewalks. I'll bring up sidewalks again. <laughs> He's bringing up. He doesn't bring up talking about big paying jobs. It's like if you can't do that, don't run. Why are you here? Well, I mean, one thing that I would say is that the mayor does have less control over education because that is, you know, the school board's gig. But at the same time, right. all, all of the CRAs, right, that have been the going, RDAs. yeah, sorry, RDAs, uh, the RDAs are taking money directly out, in, you know, as a, as a gamble well, for this. We should be furious the way our schools are. And I don't think that the mayor would, would agree that it's a gamble for the future. I think that it's an investment, but I think it's a pretty guaranteed return. The RDAs? I think so. We've got like a dozen uh-huh. development. And can you point to one RDA that is outside of 
of what Godfrey put into place that you're like, wow, that was a real turnaround area. Well, I don't know what Godfrey put into place, but I think that the things they've Anything been putting into place. Any RDA. Or, 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 or those are all like in progress right now. What's over there by the river? That's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be it's it is B Street. great for tons of $12 an hour paying. Don't get me started on B Street. <laughs> B Street, the, Mike Caldwell only gives a damn about the West Side now because his best friends, Kim and Pete Bouchard, decided to open up a Roosters on B Street. I don't care about that. It's going to be successful over there is my point. I think there is major corruption. I, I know, I know there. there is. There's I, tons of corruption. I we know businesses. It. Dan and I know people. Dan probably doesn't know this is happening. People trying to move in there. And the corruption kind of thing happened, and they moved right back where they are to Clearfield or... Yeah, Laser Zone was yeah. supposed to be there, man. But <laughs> I pulled out. In, in, the, uh, in the big uh, Swift building. Yeah, that's where right at the top. Gonna be. <laughs> and it's going to work by the river. It's going to work at the hostess no, building. I, I agree. Those I agree are all going to work, and they're all going to make money. I just have to play devil's advocate here. So, okay, can I, can I go back, though, to... Uh, What's the so, what's the um, why why go after him after Caldwell Angel at this point why why go after Caldwell and not just continue doing what she's doing because I thought she was doing she ran a really great campaign um, why why would uh, pivot why pivot and and uh, attack him well I I think it's a balancing act right you know because you don't want to be the person that just rags on Mike Caldwell because you're going to turn out to get the same results that Tavish got last night and not make it through. But at the same time, here's the thing. Mike Caldwell, personally, is a really nice guy. So, I think everybody can agree on that, right? You know, yeah, and, people don't hate him. You know, no. and, you know, and if Angel can say, look, this is my vision, you know, that's great. But she's also got to explain and defend why her vision is better. And the fact is, we had a military drill happening in inner city Ogden at the Rite Aid building. We have the Swift situation yeah, going on. Thing, yeah. You had the Ogden Nature yeah, Center. Yeah, the Nature Center thing. Where Mark Johnson and Mike Caldwell were trying to uh, get Rob Bishop to get it out of Ogden, and then they got caught with their hands in, in the cookie jar. There's promises that Mike has made that has not come to fruition. Full police pay. Real economic development downtown. I'm sorry, but if you drive down Washington Boulevard or 25th Street or the Junction, it's either empty buildings or... Or it's a new business every three to six months, and they're highly subsidized. Yes. Yeah, and and I think so, I think that's the issue, right? Is when when those businesses do come in, and when the subsidy runs out, and that's when a lot of those folks run into trouble and they close. And so you've got to remind people: look, there are serious problems with this administration, and that's why we need someone new. Right. So again, it's a balancing act, but I think she does have to be more aggressive. That look. I'm not arguing Mike's not it's a great like guy, but there have been some serious problems in the eight years. And do we want four more years of that? Damn. So I was pretty surprised by Tavish's uh, – you think that's Tavish's base, or do you think that's – did he do some campaigning that got him that kind of numbers? So, you know, I, I don't really have any inside knowledge on what Tavish was doing, except when you look at his financial disclosures. And this is kind of a shout-out to M3 Strategies. In, uh, <laughs> this is not a shout-out. It's a shameless plug. Is, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that, you know, Angel, uh, she uh, she paid M3 Strategies about $6,000 uh, for us to help manage and run her race. And Tavish spent $13,000 on, uh, on grassroots down in Salt Lake. 
And so those that don't know, Grassroots Sorry, Bob. <laughs> 3, we have kind of a, a friendly uh, friendly rivalry. This is the first time they jumped in on a race that M3 was working against. Oh, really? And uh, we beat him. Yes. Oh, we still love Bob. We still love Bob. Uh, yeah, and, and in fact, I text Bob this morning and said, hey, sorry to hear about Abara. Not as sorry to hear about Tabish. Um, so just but, just a little so, bit of a little bit of background there. So Bob, I mean Bob has known the Kingmaker for a long time, but I got to know Bob when he came with us to Indianapolis on YDA. Super funny guy. Wow, uh, way yeah, funny Bob's guy. Bob's great. He's funny. Um, but so I, you know, I think Tabish focused mostly his money on uh, paying consultants to kind of tell him how to message, sign design, and I. I was told, so I don't live in Ogden, uh, but I was told that people were getting like five mailers from Tabit. So, you know, wow, mailers add up. So I looked at the financial disclosures, though, to kind of see if, you know, if Angel really was running a grassroots campaign. I found this interesting. So cost per vote, you take the amount of money that the candidate raised and divide that by the number of votes they got. So the cost per vote, Caldwell was $10.70 per vote, and Angel was $6.39 per vote, and Tabish was $16.04 per vote. Wow. So, you know, I, I think it really showed that Angel had a strong grassroots campaign going for her. Um, and then the last thing with Ogden Mayor's race is the Gage Frower factor. You know, Gage Frower and his people do not like Caldwell. Caldwell endorsed Gage's what? primary opponent, James Ebert. A lot of them have been very open about the fact that they do not think Ogden is where it should be, and it's due to Mike's uh, leadership or, uh, or lack thereof. So I think it'll be really interesting if you see Gage Frower and his people starting to get involved in this race and helping out Angel because of his dislike uh, for Mike Caldwell and the direction Ogden City is going. But the thing is, like, say, say that happens. I mean, is that a deal with the devil? Because it's like, okay, we're going to cut a deal with the freaking Republican County Commission on this thing, and you get in the office. But, like, I mean, it's like we've talked about with campaign finance money. It's like people support you. They expect something. I mean, is that is that a risk that their, that her campaign could potentially run if such a thing happens? I mean, I, I don't think so. I think it's it's a little bit different with Gage because Gage is an elected official. He's not, even though he's in real estate, you know, he's not a developer. Um, and so I, and I think Gage's support would be less of, hey, I want an IOU and more of a, hey, I want Caldwell out because we've got some political beef and I'd love to screw it to the guy. All right, so what else we got? Deal with the devil. Uh, so in, uh, in Hooper Mayor's race, it was really interesting. It, no Democrats were in there, but you had two Republicans, uh, Dale Fowers and Lori Brinkerhoff. I thought that one was interesting because Lori was endorsed by all three county commissioners. She was endorsed by Mike Schultz, who lives in the area and is a very popular state representative with Republicans. And uh, Dale Fowers, and they both raised roughly the same amount of money, around $3,000. And Dale Fowers destroyed Lori Brinkerhoff. <laughs> um, and so I think it'll be interesting to look to see if the establishment doubles down on Lori. I mean, like Dale Fowers got 54% to uh, Lori's 24 So, I mean, it was a blowout. Dang. So it'll be interesting to see if the Republican establishment doubles down on Lori or if they just uh, kind of leave her stranded and... 
So, Kingmaker, do you have a sense of why the Republicans went so hard on Lori Brinkerhoff and maybe not so much on Dale Fowers? Is that Dale's just not a terribly political guy? Like, what what was the calculus there? Like, why so much on her and not as much on him? Well, you know, Lori ran for county commission, so she made a lot of friends there. She's been the, uh, the chair of the Weber County Republican Women's Caucus. Uh, so she's very well known in the Republican circles. I kind of had the hunch that there was some type of agreement because I had heard Lori's name running for county commission against Jim Harvey. And so I thought there may have been, a, you know, some type of subtle agreement of, hey, why don't you run for Hooper mayor? We'll endorse you. And then that kind of would get her out of the race for commission. I mean, I have no proof of it, but that's kind of my hunch if I had to guess, because I was quite surprised that she ran for uh, for Hooper mayor. So I feel like we kind of glossed over Nina's race. How many people got through that West Haven one? Six. It was six. Yep. So the, and they're electing three, right? They're electing three. Yep. And so Nina got third place, fifteen point three two percent. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Six hundred seven votes. Um, and so she won, so she got, she moved on to the November election by 147 votes. Nice. Yeah, and so I, I mean, I think that's great for Nina. You know, it was interesting, so I was looking at past election results, really trying to find out, well, did she get those votes because, you know, she ran before and, you know, kind of where that was. And what I found really interesting is Nina got the same, so, so she got 15.32% last night. In 2017, the last time she ran in the primary, she got 15.54. Really? She got about the same amount last time. And in the 2017 general election, she got 20.29%, and that was not enough. The other incumbents beat her by about 10 percentage points. The interesting thing in that way, race... Three, so three people had t- over 20% or 30? No, no, no. So that was just for two council seats. Oh, there were seats, seats Because they have five council seats total. So the question is, you know, I, I don't think Nina can win with 20% to move to the top three. I think 25% is kind of the safe number. So the question is, what is Nina going to do differently to get to 25%? You know, she's going to have a bigger target on her back being in the top three. You know, I think think everybody knows I have friends on the Democrat side as well as the Republican side. That's why people in the party sometimes don't like me. <laughs> That's um, why he's making kings, dude. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I talked to a lot of King people making. on both sides uh, last night and early this morning. And, you know, I know that there's, you know, the Gage Frower people, you know, Nina really went after Gage a lot um, in the commission race and went after his business. And so I've been told Gage and the people that supported Gage really don't want to see her elected. So I think Nina can kind of, she will probably see a backlash from the Gage Thrower people to try to make sure she doesn't get, uh, to get into the top three. So I think she also has to prepare for that. And that means, you know, you've got to work, um, you know, harder than she did. I think she worked hard and, you know, she deserved that third place spot, but. um, She's going to need the JC peeps. Yep. She's going to need the JC peeps and, you know, anything you guys can do to get her another 10 points because um staying at that 15 to 20 percent uh i i don't think she's going to make it there so it'll be really interesting to see what nina does differently that she did in 2017. so kingmaker you, you talk about backlash right like what could that look like in that race like is it just not to the degree it happened last year but i would say 
it could look something like the infamous uh, Toby Molesky letter that really screwed over James Ebert. You know, Toby Molesky spent... Oh, the, oh right, the infamous letter. Actually, <laughs> I, know, I actually you, don't know about I, this. I know so, what you're talking about. Please so tell that story. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, but let, let, let the rest of the audience be on that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the letter that when James Ebert and Gage Thrower, uh, when they were running for office uh, in the primary, Toby Molesky, out of his own money paid postage uh it was i think somewhere in the ballpark of six to seven thousand dollars to send a letter out to every single registered republican in the county blasting james ebert i mean just blasting the man on his record a lot of people think that was a big reason why james got killed in the primary uh, so I, I i think you could see that i think you are going to probably see the musclemans get more was involved. he lying was, was he lying uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, it. They, yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was I mean, politics. They, they they took some truth, you know. Like, did did James Ebert raise taxes? Yes, for the sheriff's office. You know, but Toby Molesky <laughs> made it seem like Ebert had raised taxes, so you know his whole family could profit off of it because his wife worked in the sheriff's department. His wife got a pay raise, uh, but it was very minimal and. James Ebert actually didn't want her to get the pay raise, but the county sheriff insisted that she was, mm. was included. Yeah, on. but I think that this is a trend across the county, man. Like, I feel like, I mean, because this, this same exact debate is at the core of the Ogden City Mayor's race. It was at the core of the Roy City Mayor's race two years ago mm-hmm. about raising police pay. Everyone says that they support the cops, but then when they have to pay the cops, they boot out the person who gave the cops a raise. Exactly. Right? Like, it, it's, it, it, yep. I mean, it's happened again. Do you really support the, you know, do you really, oh, I support the men in blue, blah, blah, like, I don't think you do, man, because... Oh, I've, I've, I've never thought the Republicans support... It's BS, dude, because every single time that, you know, somebody, and usually, I mean, in the case of Roy City Mayor, you know, a Democrat, raise taxes that pay for, you know, pay the police, they voted him out. Republicans don't care about the cops. They don't care about actually paying the cops. Yeah. Trash, man. It's hypocrisy. Uh, do you think that this is largely uh, real estate money? Is that, I mean, from... Yes. From, from, so, yeah. from his business ties? That's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what you think it is? Yeah. Because like you said, you, so. you mentioned Cal Musselman, who is also a, a real estate agent in yeah. West Haven. He represents House District 9, which encompasses West Haven, well, parts of West Haven. And so, and his wife is on the city council, is that right? Yes, but she is, uh, I believe, the only one that's not running for another term. So uh, her open seat is one of the ones that Nina would be filling. Oh, okay. So she's um, but she's not running, so she will be coming down off. But yes, I believe so. don't be surprised if some of that money ends up in that race for other candidates. Exactly. Is what you're saying. Especially since I mean, you know, here's the thing. My you know my uh, my hat off to Nina. I mean, she did better than a sitting councilwoman. Uh, Nina got third. I can't remember this uh, councilwoman, but she got fourth. Um, and so, great. you know, Nina really showed that she's uh, taking this race seriously. And so I just think, um, I think she'll have to do more. I think she'll have to be prepared for, uh, you know, maybe some backlash from, from the shadow to November. From the shadow group. Well, and, so you know, and, and, and just, you know, <laughs> I mean, when you're in the top three, you know, you've got the bottom three that's like, hey, we've got to, you know, I want a spot there. They don't really focus on the top two because they're like, well, that's more votes I've got to get to, to beat the top two. Mm. All I need to do is get into that third spot. And Nina got into that third spot by 147 votes. That's a very small number. 
um, you know, I think you're going to see people saying, you know, I can I can take that Morse lady off of that third spot and I can get that council seat. But I think this also reemphasizes the point that the way that a lot of this gets done is money, right? But the way that a lot of the candidates that we're talking about here tonight, the way that they got the spot that they did yesterday in the elections was hard work, right? Knocking yeah. doors, doing the stuff. And so that's what it takes if you want to beat this money, because Republicans are buying elections. I mean, is that fair? Yeah. And the way that you beat that when you don't have a lot of money is you got to do the work. That's what happened in, in North Ogden. You know, you had uh, that, uh, I think his name is Randy Wynn. He has spent more money on his campaign than he would make as a North Ogden City Councilman. Yeah, he spent a lot of so, money, a lot of signs. Yeah, yeah so, everywhere. you know, if, if you don't think he wants to get on the City Council to make a little bit of money for his company, you know, but he, you know, he, he, he got through, I think he got fourth and you know michael and i as a democrat did not yeah, i was sad um, that's a campaign i worked through, on uh, unfortunately who um did end up making it in north ogden right uh uh so here, here's the thing in, there are north, a couple races. In, in the north ogden uh races incumbents had a good night the two incumbents were the top two vote getters yep. and there's a third councilman that's not running again uh but the gal that did get third place uh charlotte Ekstrom. 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 yeah she is kind of the one being supported by the incumbents as hey we want her to go in you know because she's going to continue what we've been doing so north ogden had a really good or the north ogden incumbents had a really good night um you know, I mean, they, they got 15%. Roughly, the three candidates got 15%. But I think the rest of the candidates were very anti, you know, what North Ogden's doing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And so These I think... These are folks that are showing up a lot in city council meetings. Like, I've been watching a lot of North Ogden city council meetings on YouTube in the past week. And, like, a lot of the folks that ran and quite a few who didn't make it last night were the folks who were showing up, you know, and voicing their concern with, the, the way that the amphitheater went down, or now there's this discussion about a wading pond, or even the gondola. You know, like they showed up for those meetings to say, what's going on here? And 55% of voters voted for those candidates that wanted to put a stop to those things, or at least wanted to start asking questions. And so I think those incumbents could be in trouble um, because now there's not seven other candidates that are going to split the vote. There's going to be three candidates that are going to go up against them in November. And if those three candidates can uh, unite that um, anti, I don't know what you want to call it, anti-North Ogden establishment block, I think you could see a few incumbents going out. I mean, here's the thing. I think Swanson is going to stay in there for as long as he wants. Which really he sucks because I have to say, like, you know, watching these these videos and watching all these city council meetings, and I'm sure this is not news to anybody who lives in North Ogden and has gone, Swanson is a dick to just about everybody who disagrees with him. That guy condescends more people than I care to mention. The thi like, the backhanded things that he throws from the podium at people who are standing up to talk to them and ask questions... It's like, are you serious, man? Like, are you being serious right now? Yeah. You legit just said that to a citizen? Like, it, it proves to me that a guy like Phil Swanson doesn't belong on the city council. This guy thinks he's up there, and he thinks he's God. He thinks nobody can touch him, and it pisses me off to no end. So it sucks that, you know, like you said, he's going to be up there for as long as he wants, because I truly believe that he shouldn't be. That guy's not a public servant. 
Yeah. You work. You work for me, right? That's what we say all the time on this podcast. You work for me. That guy doesn't think so. Yeah. So let's. Uh, can we move south to South Ogden? Sorry, real real quick on the North Ogden ones. Oh, that I you're not going to be real quick. I know is, you. Uh, <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've got to take a second. Uh, you know, to say Michael and I was a great candidate. He ran a good campaign. You know, and lost by 115 votes. Oh. So the one pretty, race pretty we lost last night was. 115 votes out of, I think, North Ogden, the total votes ended up being like four or 5,000. So it was really close, um, and we just needed, needed a little bit more saying, knocking happening oh, um, in you're saying North Ogden. One more person so, would have helped. So we I'm, 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 I'm just saying, we here's, here's, here's the thing. With, with door knocking, you have a 30... It's a 35% combo rate. To talk to 115 people, that's 345 doors that needed to be knocked. That could have been that could have been done by 10 people or 10 volunteer shifts. So one person could have gone out, you know, three nights for the last three weeks and knocked those doors. Hmm. So you know, just want to you know, maybe encourage <laughs> maybe encourage House District Seven uh, to you know get a little bit more organized and uh, you know. They can get out and knock doors. I think everyone in District 7 is great, and you shouldn't be denigrating them like that person. <laughs> I think we've got a bunch of I, terrific Democrats I, who did a lot of hard work. One of them sitting right next to me. <laughs> so maybe you should just calm your attitude. <laughs> Meg knocked doors for Michael as well. Meg also knocked doors. Yeah, she did. Uh, Meg ran the weirdest campaign. <laughs> she really Meg, did. Meg also got like 670 votes. And I'm you know, really curious if those votes would have gone to Michael. But Meg, yeah, I, I, I love Meg. The best. Hey, what's an, is it an undervote? What does that mean? So that means that people had up to three candidates they could vote for. And so some people either voted for one or two people rather than... And those are still three. counted? Yes, yes. Okay. Yep. Overvotes um, aren't, but undervotes are. Yeah, so like uh, in uh, in Harrisville, they had a primary. I looked through all the candidates, and there was only one uh, candidate that uh, was not registered Republican. So me and my family, we only voted for her. We didn't vote for anyone else. One more thing about North Ogden that I thought was interesting. Was oh, see, looking. I knew you were <laughs> short on time. Just yeah. one more thing. Come on. This time I'm not calling out John Miles this time. Oh, you're calling uh, me out? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Burns was a candidate that I think a lot of people were interested in seeing how he would do. So, you know, Kevin Burns was the guy that ran for county sheriff, and then that scandal came out that, like, he wasn't properly supervising the person that was using the drugs in the evidence room, and, like, it was a whole thing, and Kevin ended up losing uh, that primary. And so he was running for North Ogden City Council. His family, the Burns, that's a really big name in North Ogden. So a lot of people were wondering how he would do. I mean, you know, John... John Colby, you guys live out there. I thought he had a decent number. He of had signs. a lot of signs. I was surprised how low the vote he got. And yeah. he he did twenty votes better than Michael Anaya. He got six percent, um, and he needed to be in the top six, and he placed eight. Um, and so I was really surprised by that. I thought he would have at least moved forward. So like, Meg needs to run again. I know. Take it I really wonder I mean, somehow what the vote she like got. It. Yeah. 
She's yeah. got a base. Yeah, yeah no, she somehow, does. You make that sound so bad. Some no, people like no, her. Some, like, despite <laughs> her, her, no, no, no. her terrible qualities, some people like, like her. Like, she's going around working for other people. No, I agree. Yeah, you I know what you're saying. And yeah. she beat some people that worked hard. Well, I think what it is is if you watch those North Lockton City Council meetings, Meg is there. And, you know, during public, public right. comment, Meg gets up there and says something almost every time. Well, and, and so a, a lot of the people that ran and did fairly decently, they are those folks. Julie Anderson in North Ogden is one of those folks who made it onto the general. She shows up every city council meeting and says something. that People know that she's been involved, even though she may not necessarily have run a traditional campaign. That's interesting. Does that mean that people are watching those city council meetings? A lot of people do, dude. So I don't know if it's that people are watching those city council meetings or it's the people that are going to the city council meetings are the ones that are voting. Those are the reliable primary. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, it. I think that's fair. Uh, but no, I mean, Meg, what was it? 30, 40 votes was the difference to getting her into uh, the into general. The yeah, general. yeah. She was oh, on the vote. close. So like, South Ogden. round. Yeah. Oh, no? That was your, South Ogden was your idea, Dan. Okay, you got to write it out. Last round to go. Like Harrisville. Oh, yeah, because we can do, yeah, we can do lightning round for South Ogden, I think. Yeah. Uh, so South Ogden, uh, uh, Jorge Berrigan is the guy that I uh, really like. The Democrats had a huge setback when Tim Ice, I'm the candidate we recruited, um, decided to drop out. Oh, and the way we you know, found and the way we found that out, sad. John, you'll love this story. The way <laughs> we found that out was we were having volunteers call because I was reaching out to Tim. I said, "Hey, do you have flyers? We want to knock doors," and he wouldn't respond. So I said, "Okay, we'll just make calls for him." So we're making calls for Tim Isom, and one of our volunteers was talking to a voter saying, hi, I'm calling for Tim Isom, and the lady said, oh, isn't that the guy that dropped out? <laughs> and we looked it up, and he had dropped out, so yeah. he didn't even give us the courtesy of saying, hey, guys, I'm dropping out, sorry, and we had made over 1,000 phone calls for him in South Ogden. 1,000 uh, phone calls that could have gone to South Ogden. <laughs> he was the mayor of Sunset. He was when yeah. Sunset was in its heyday. Yeah. Allie's Pizza was going strong. Oh, I love Allie's. Before they built the Maverick. Allie's is getting ready to close. I know. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. You know, used to have uh, Central Park. So, uh, Harrisville, right? It was so, awesome. Yeah. Let's go to Harrisville. Okay. Um, Harrisville. Um, well, you already Austin, talked about it. Oh, Austin did we hear from Austin is the one I... I was supporting. And he got through. Marriottsville. Yeah. Oh, that sorry. Place? That's a place. Never, yeah, so Marriottsville, there's no, there, there were no primaries, but Stacey Palin, who is a Democrat, is running there. Uh, she's running for the at-large city council seat. She ran for mayor in 2017 and got 25%. She was running against uh, the guy, what is he on on 25th Street, that pawn shop. Oh, the oh, big yeah. house? Yeah, so... Oh, I mean, he, he was really popular in Marriott Slaterville, but then she ran for uh, Weaver County School Board that covered all Marriott Slaterville, and I looked at the numbers of precinct breakdowns before I came here, and she got 53% in Marriott wow. Slaterville when nice. she ran for, uh, for that school board race. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we can make some um, there. West Haven, we already talked about. Yep, West I think we're done. Is you in it? Plain City, that's the one I was trying to think of. Plain City, dude. that didn't have a, a primary. No primary. Good lord. Oh, Pleasant View. Pleasant View. Pleasant View was really interesting because uh, Toby Molesky. I was amazed by his. Yeah, yeah, his numbers were. Really I could not believe that. Yeah, so uh, Toby Molesky is the former mayor of Pleasant View that was running for re-election in 2017, lost by I think it was like 11 or 15 votes. They had Ooh. to go to a recount. You know, and he did officially lose. 
And so then he was running for the city council this year, and he barely made it. He was like fourth, right? Yeah, and yeah. he only got 11%. So when you're a former mayor getting 11%, that's not good. Yeah, that's yeah. a huge comment uh, on how people feel about you. I think Toby kind of rode Brent Taylor's coattails of mm -hmm. being, you know, Brent was energetic, he had a vision. Hey, wait, wait, wait. And Who didn't ride? <laughs> Phil Swanson, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I think this kind of shows that, that Toby Molesky is no Brent Taylor. And I know Toby has uh, higher ambitions. He wants to run for county commission. There was even talks about him wanting to run for, uh, for CD1, but a good friend of his is running for CD1. And he won't run against that person officially. Uh, not yet. I can't say. <laughs> not yet. Uh, so well, that was a good you question. Can't say you can say. No. Nope. I have can say, but he won't. Uh, Oscar is in yeah. circles of trust. Yeah. Part of the dark circles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Secret combinations. Hey, hey, at least I'm here to tell you that. You know, I'm You're supposed to tell us the secrets. And, <laughs> and so. I think it shows that Toby's kind of done politically. Unless he can have a huge comeback in the city council race, I think he's done. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I was told that he was really eyeing the county commission, but I think with the results he uh, got last night, I think it's going to most likely be Ryan Wilcox that primaries uh, Commissioner Harvey. Hmm. So might be time for him to call him three. Well, yeah, I'll be waiting if, if he has a checkbook out. I'm kidding. I know I've got to clarify for your, you know, liberal you know, <laughs> listeners. King Liquor, you have no sense of what lightning round means. And <laughs> <laughs> talk to us about the recap on, on the Weber County uh, elections or primary elections. Um, do you want to plug? Do you want to plug M three for a second? And so we always win our races. Oh, there you go. Oh. Yeah, I was going to. He's say, like, like I've been plugging M three this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have anything uh, upcoming, no events or anything uh, upcoming for M3 or, or any any of the candidates that you're uh, backing? No. Um, if I can do a plug-in for uh, for Weber County Forward. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you see? Are you on Reddit? No. The Ogden Reddit had a question about your proposition, like last week. People have been talking about it on there. Well, we're not gonna get on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get on that. They want the info. But uh, no, this, this so is the proposition kind of to change the form the, of county government. Uh, it's uh, listed as uh, as Proposition Three. What Weber County Forward uh, is announcing. So here's a little scoop for you. Oh, you heard here first, ladies and gentlemen. Announcing <laughs> next week as we are partnering up with the Walker Institute officially to oh. do a bunch of town halls. And it's where people can come. We'll do a short 15, 20-minute PowerPoint on kind of the history of how this uh, question came to be. And then, you know, people can kind of go around and ask us questions. And there's going to be some interactive things we can do. And what we're hoping to do is to inform voters, but at the same time collect information on things they like, things they don't like, to give the study committee, assuming Proposition 3 passes and the study committee is formed. What's the website? Uh, so, WeberCountyForward.org. And so, Prop 3 is going to be on 2019 ballot. Yep. Nice. Yep. And so, that's something we've oh, been wow. working hard on for two years now. If you're interested, JC Peeps, go to the website. Thanks, Oscar. You should have said that yes. Every time he comes in. 
like I did ecstasy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving on. Uh, we're gonna go with. Uh, actually, there was no poll last week. My bad. Uh, I didn't know what no, to say. So I think that this this week though we'll talk nah. back about we'll reference back to the James Ebert thing. Um, just put it on there. Was this ethical? Yes or no? Boom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a easy question. That's a good one, right? Ties back into the show. Would you have done it, or oh, would you have yeah. not? That's even better. Would you do it, or would you not oh, take the money? I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really I would do it. it. Would you not do it? Tell me right now, you wouldn't do it. Would I wouldn't take. You would fucking do it, man. You'd do take, it. I would take the position and like work until I felt comfortable. Like I, I oh, was owed this instead of like. You know, just the two weeks. I don't know that I could do that. Nobody nope. fucking believes you. Nobody believes that shit. Pinkies Stay up, thumbs down. Board. You have what pinkies up. Oh, I do have a pinkies up. Uh, Eric Temple is a friend of mine. I met him through the Democratic Party. He runs a company called Highway 89 Media. And they, they I mean, it's a Ogden, Weber County based. Um, he makes like documentaries or short films, like that kind of stuff. But that guy shared our page. I don't know if you guys saw. We got what? like 20 likes over the I, last I two days. I that. Like, that was Eric. Blown up and blown up. And I was like, so Eric, Eric shared our stuff, and his friends all came and liked us. Well, one thing I was going to say, too, is that um, Eleanor Thompson, who is a lady who's been involved. She's a very clean air activist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She also shared the page this week, too. Oh. So that, oh. that could have been part of it. Pinky's up to you guys for doing the drinking liberally. How did that? Mm. It sounds like it was a... It was a hit. There was a lot of people there. You know what? I saw Chris Neville again. Yeah, he came. And that's that that's yeah. enough to just I, fill my tank. He's like a way better guy than all of us. Oh, man. That's really you know what I mean? He like, wouldn't have taken it. See, he wouldn't have taken the deal that we were talking about. No, right? he would have. He's a logic, He's a pragmatic man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> oh, Whatever that means, dude. Oh, I've got another thing. Angel. Angel just topped Nina. Angel Castillo's episode is now our second what? highest downloaded episode. Oh, it is. Nina's behind by like three, and who knows with her new city council race and the new buzz going on there, maybe she can get a couple I'll be episodes. Honest, so I listened to Angel's episode uh, yesterday. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Ah, oh, she's really if good Shane good. likes it, she no, she, she's like she must mean Shane dude. talked like, a lot. She's really good. Yeah, no, she, she is. You know what I mean. And that's I think because because we've seen a little bit of bump in hers. It's gone up maybe fifteen twenty listens, and I think it's because really? after she won the primary, people must be like, I'll be, I'll be "We got to check this girl out." We need see to her cut under that. that. Take hers and just put it on its own. It's worth it. All yeah, right, do well, it, Shane. We, what's your What's your thumbs down? Uh, so I had a a really sad story, guys. Um, no man. So um, I'm riding this high. Yeah. I don't have to do it if you don't want me to. <laughs> no, let's hear. Like, it. Is this really sad or yeah. like a Colby? Like, no, no, no! Like it's oh, it like is. a Kobe ah. sad. <laughs> so, um, so this week I had this kind of a really interesting uh, realization um, that uh, healthcare in America is hard, man, because you know if you don't have the money, you just don't get the care. Yeah. So our do- so for Christmas, uh, my parents got the children like this VR thing, you know, so they can do some stuff, and they were using it last week, and my daughter tripped and she hurt her ankle um, mm. while she was doing it, and. She's, you know, she walked it off. She's okay. But um, she complained a little bit this weekend about her pain in her, in her leg. And so my wife, Maddie, asked, he's like, you know, do you, do you want me to schedule the doctor? You know, they can go and take a look at, at maybe get an x-ray and just see if anything's broken or anything like that. And Hallie said, does it cost money, mom? I don't, I don't want to cost us money. You know what I mean? Like that's her mentality at nine mm-hmm. years old that I don't, 
I don't want to access healthcare because it might it might hurt the family. And uh, that's that just was a sad reality in uh, in the country. And I was like, man, that sucks. Yeah, man, that's messed up. And so that's where we're at as a country. I hope we fix it. Me too. Me too. It's a problem. <sighs> oh, inshallah. What about you guys? You got a pinky? I had a uh, a shot in the butt. So pinky's up to the hospital. From what? Pinky's up for <laughs> healthcare. <laughs> yeah. For the strep throat, dude. I was like, I was, I was 102 from Saturday when I saw you. Yeah. Like I was shaking. My body was like, I was, I had the body shakes, and I was at 102 degrees, 102.9, and didn't break that until Tuesday. Wow. It was, it was crazy. I thought I was gonna die. Shame. Nothing. No big deal, man. No pressure. No. no like, I don't. Suspense. So I contacted like 24 members, Dems in Precinct 24. Yeah. Oh, you showed Crushing me the text. It. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah he, I'm not liking their energy, man. No, man. Ooh, call them out here. I don't know if I want to call them out. I think a lot of man. them are just like, why are you contacting me? I signed that thing to be a Dem. Right. I don't want to be part of this yeah, shit. Yeah, man. You right. Mean, Talk like, to me in 2020. Don't bother me now. Yeah. And it's I'm... A, you know, I sent text to a bunch of them. I'm it was very professional, too. He did show me the text. And it was like, we've got a really great tra- chance at electing a, a good progressive mayor. Uh, Wait, let me just ask you. Yeah. Was it before or after the primary? This is like yesterday and the day yeah, before. Yeah, after. I mean, once the primary is over, you got to leave them the fuck alone for like a couple of months. People don't want to be. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, why? We got no, a so lot to do, but it's not right my, now. No, wait, wait. My Don't bother me with. Me start I understand. I have, you I, know. Have a, I have a huge list. I even put them on a spreadsheet. I think. If you want to help me with this. I think. John's got his own fish to fry, that dude. There oh. is a very big difference in perception between what somebody like Oscar or maybe our yeah, good friend no. Colby here thinks that somebody's political participation should be versus what they think their political participation should be. I think at a minimum be. you should and, vote. And, and That's John, what I think. Well, John, right. And so if we're asking them to vote in the primary and then we're asking them to vote in the general, then the least we could dick. do... <laughs> I don't want to get it. The least we could do is leave them alone in between. Okay, what if they didn't vote in the primary and they haven't voted in 2016 and they haven't voted in 2018? Well, get then em. you think you... Get them. Talking to them right now is going to do it? Text him when the generals. No, all on. I did is text him and introduce myself as like. Here, here, what, what do you think about it. this, though, Shane? Oh, so some guy in your anything. neighborhood just texts and introduces himself to you. Thank what do you, you do? You just say, "Thanks, bro." No, and no. then you put your phone down. No, no, thank you, because that's exactly the way I feel. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly the way I feel. Like if somebody knocks on my door and starts talking politics to me, I'm like, "You are." Fucking crazy. <laughs> yes. You look at that guy and you say, is there something I should do right now? Or like, yes. can this wait till fucking tomorrow? <laughs> Three months. Yeah. Wait, I wait, wait, wait. What if you did this though, Shane? What if it was like uh, Labor Day weekend? No, no, no. The NFL starts in, in three weeks. So send them a text and be like, hey, you watching the game? <laughs> And Dude, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, what game? Oh yeah, hey, no, no." And then you'd be like, "So have you, you want to know? Have you heard of Angel Casilla?" <laughs> <laughs> the most valuable thing you could do for your district right now is to set up a fantasy football league. There it is, and recruit. There it is, twenty oh, no. participants. I, I completely oh, agree. Oh my god, so that's so good. My uh, chair. That's what you should do. I, I'm just, I just introducing myself. If they need anything, if they need any info, that's like it. Like, there's nothing. I'm not telling them to do anything. Right. 
You know what I mean? Right. So when oh, I wait do show like up, the bachelor when, to come. When, but when you start seeing me three dude. times a week, I want right. you to know who I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Look, I'm gonna explain. Or I'm gonna talk about the upcoming events in Ogden, and you can just tell the listeners that you'll be there Friday, August 23rd. Chalk it up, North Chalk Art Festival in, on Washington Boulevard. Yeah, this is North Ogden. Um, this is a so it benefits why a. Why the fuck is this in the show? Well, so here's why. Kind of a personal thing. So uh, this benefits a charity called Just a Break. It's a guy named Greg Thorpe, super great guy. His wife passed away from cancer um, a few years ago, and so after she, after going through that process with his wife, he started this nonprofit that helps. So Just a Break is all about uh, helping the families take a break from cancer treatment you know because you're you're in the mix you're trying to save people's lives you know you're going through the stuff and like you don't take time to go see the movies or go out you know and have a weekend in park city or something and so that's what just a break does for folks who are going through cancer treatment so chalk it up north is a big chalk art festival in north ogden city and all of the proceeds benefit uh, just a break oh that's cool yeah we did a so do you remember when david bowie passed away we did a fundraiser for Just a Break because uh, David Roy passed away from cancer. And so we showed Labyrinth at the Movie Grill, right. which is now Ruby's. And uh, we gave all the money, which wasn't very much money, to them. I think we raised like 200 bucks or something like that. It wasn't very much money. That's good. Yeah. But like everybody showed up to watch Labyrinth. They donated money to Just a Break. It was, it was great. Nice. So, so that's going on from 3.30 p.m. till to 10 p.m. Yeah, that, so that happens on Friday and night. Saturday. Look at that. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. Uh, also going on uh, Saturday, August 24th, Ogden protest against gun violence. This is a student-led thing. Oh, yeah. On 25th, uh, so it's 2549 Washington Boulevard. Starts at 2 p.m., goes to 3.30 p.m. It's a cool organi- uh, way to organize and protest against the gun violence that was brought up by students. So Yeah, right. It seems like students are maybe afraid of getting shot. Yeah, and Zach plugged this last week. Uh, it'll be on the steps of the Ogden City Municipal Building. And then uh, finally... Tuesday, August 27th, Weber County Democrats Central Committee meeting, 2464 yeah. Jefferson Avenue, 6 p.m. to 7.30. So that'll be if in the basement of the library. Shane will be there. Main library. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who yeah. is a precinct captain can go and have a vote. Anyone who's Whoa. not a precinct captain can still go and learn their shit. What do you mean I got to vote? Or hang out with fellow Democrats. That's nice. always a nice thing. Nice. Are you yeah, just come and hang out. Am I going to learn anything? Really. From what I understand. Well, you'll get like a budget report. Maybe in a report from the chair. And I also heard that uh, the sheriff is going to be there to make a presentation. Ryan Arbonne will be there. Yeah. Shane, are we meeting at your Shane, house? Shane, your precinct. John and I will your be there. Your precinct relies so you on you to represent them yeah. in like, this why meeting. Why wouldn't I be there? When is it? This is Tuesday, Tuesday at 7.30. Oh, shit. You got that one thing. For <laughs> <laughs> real, Sleeping. Dude. I know. Yeah, like sleeping. <laughs> I'm going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. And I don't want to sound like some shit talker on the state party, but I went to the state central committee meeting well, you on in. Saturday. You called in. <laughs> hey, that's attending, <laughs> my friend. It's not my job to drive down there. It's their job to accommodate me. And so they did. All right. You've already taken the wind out of my sails. Fuck this whole thing. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wanted to know where that was going. God damn it, Kobe. It was going that this young head. leadership... I don't know. The The conference call was bullshit. The online <laughs> meeting was bullshit. There was like 10 of us sitting on there from like Juab County, from Cash County, from Iron County. And we're, we sit there for like 45 minutes like, 
So do you guys think the meeting has started yet? And then we have our own conversations oh, for a while. Are you serious? And then eventually it starts. And then they're talking about a treasurer's report that none of us got to hear. And Jeff Merchant's just saying, well, all the flaws in this report are blah, blah, blah. And we're on the chat like saying, what are the flaws in the report we didn't hear? And then they're taking votes. And we're like voting in the chat. And I, from what I saw, one of the three votes that they took, they counted our votes. But in the other two, they just kind of like... Yeah, fuck those guys. Moved along and yeah. didn't really check. And there were a good three or four people from Weber County on that call. So These things have worked forever. We've been calling in. I've been calling right? into Central Committee meetings for six years. Well, the good news is you don't have to call into the Weber County Central yeah, Committee you meeting. You can just show up at the main library the on main Tuesday, library. August 27th. Good point. You know what? Great point. I'm sounding very cynical right now, and I just got to no, no, well, let that go, good. baby. What? I have a vote. You do? Yeah, because I'm a precinct captain. All right. So, hang on. I, you, wanna, oh, you know what? Oh, you usually yeah, yeah. ramble all the fucking time, Dan. I, this is my <laughs> time. <laughs> this is my time. Go ahead, go ahead Shane. I'm Sorry. We'll, we'll stop. No, no, no. No, no. Let's ahead, stop Shane. the show and guys, hear what you've got to say. Guys, like... <laughs> Poverty in Ogden. Okay. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. Angel, I thought it was going to be sidewalks. Angel no, no, no. said four-year free college. Goddamn. Yeah. On board. Do I get to talk? College. On board. Do I get to talk? Sorry. Nope. <laughs> Moving on. So, thirty percent of residents are in poverty, and I did a little stat, and I think it was one in Let's twenty hear. kids that come from extreme poverty are eligible, are qualify, or can go to college. They may graduate. But mm. you're not having the grades. You're not able to. Anybody can go to Weber State. It's open enrollment. No, anybody can go. But can anybody go? Not everybody has the willpower. Yeah, no, two thousand dollars a semester yeah. more. So it was it's like been a while. In, it was like one in twenty in that. So I'm doing a little math. I think it's around twenty or thirty kids that come out of Ogden high schools that are eligible for school that will not go. Right? It only costs a quarter a household to pay for one of those kids to go to school. From what every household in, in the fuck are you talking about? Let's <laughs> talk about crowdfunding tuition. Yeah. Oh, if everybody I gave a quarter to that fun. student. I want all because <laughs> and, just, and you say, how do we pay for socialism? It, right? How are we going to do this? Right. Where do those kids end Dude, up? Universities are socialists. Where, where so do those kids? Where do those kids end up? Working manufacturing jobs out at BDO. If they end up doing that, they're going to pull from the system. Right. It's a cycle of poverty. And mm. we end up paying for mo- 20 times that. No, how, yeah. how can we not afford to pay for it? What you need right. to do, I'm done with this no, show. This, I'm good. This like, is what you need to do, Shane. You need to go down there and you need to convince all those kids, instead of going to college, to sign up for trade jobs. Uh, I'm anyway, not kidding. I, it's been on my he, mind since yeah, Angel he, left. I we've can't, been talking I can't, about it. And when I came over here to set everything up. He, he keeps saying this quarter of fucking yeah, house fucking bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, take my fucking quarter, Shane. I'm just, <laughs> talking about I'll pay $100. But that's only one kid, bro. I'll pay $100. If you give me another quarter. Yeah. Four dollars a household gets ten kids college. Four dollars a household. Mm. When we're raising taxes, just add four oh fucking dollars. Nobody add knows. Four dollars. You know what? This is nobody you know knows. <laughs> you don't feel that. If you if you've got a better way, or if you're if you support Shane's four dollars, four quarters no. an hour for no. five kids, don't support go to college. This shit. You can let us know at junctioncitypodcast at gmail dot com. It was a quarter, be, then it was four dollars, <laughs> and it was ten dollars. Four dollars. <laughs> if you want to comment, it's a quarter a kid. <laughs> yeah. On Facebook, you can like us on Facebook. Join the group, uh, <laughs> greedy fucking Ogdenites. <laughs> on Twitter, follow you don't have Twitter. quarters for all the kids. Junction City Podcast, Instagram as well. 
You can rate us. No, I yeah. don't want you to rate us, though. No. I want you to just tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, tell whatever. your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Oh, you know if you rate us wrong, we're going to Facebook stalk your mother. Ooh. <laughs> this is good. we're going to date her. I do this. Oh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's perfect. And like we say every week. <laughs> All politics is local. <laughs>